Welcome back to The Rollout. I'm Jeff Pratt, and joining me as always is Trent Henrich. How's it going, Trent? It's going well. Ready to get into another episode of The Rollout. Yes, sir. All right. In this episode, we are going to analyze the quarterback position. We have three lists for you guys today. One making our predictions for the top 10 fantasy quarterbacks in this upcoming season. Another ranking our top 10 current quarterbacks based on talent. And finally, one ranking our top 10 quarterbacks of all time, as always. So, Let's start out with our 2020 fantasy predictions. Trent, who are the first few guys in your rankings? Yeah, so at 10, I got Tom Brady. At 9, I have Josh Allen. And at 8, I have Dak Prescott. Wow. Wow. Oh, man. That's crazy. You have two guys criminally low there. I'll, I'll, I'll go. At 10, I have Drew Brees. At nine, I have Baker Mayfield. And at eight, I have Tom Brady. So on the bright side, at least we have two, uh, one of the same guy in that grouping, in that 10 through eight spot in Tom Brady. But Trent, why would you put Josh Allen and Dak Prescott so low? Well, I do like how um, Josh Allen and Dak Prescott uh, have an improved wide receiving core going into this 2020 season. Josh Allen now has Diggs and Dak. Uh, they got Cooper still added. Who is it? Who is it? Uh, T.D. Lamb yeah. uh, in the draft. So the, the, they've both improved uh, their wide receiver core. Uh, Josh Allen still has had a shaky first couple of seasons, but he also didn't have many guys to throw to. So I don't. I don't think. Um, I, don't, I don't know where you, if he is a consistent top ten guy, but having that you know, improved wide receiver and Josh Allen is very capable on his feet. That's why I have him at nine. I just don't see him much higher than nine just because of how strong I think the QBs are coming into the season. And then I have Dak at eight um, just because I don't think Dak Prescott is very talented. I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. And I think Andy Dalton has a chance to start by the end of the season. All right. Well, that that's ridiculous to me. For both of those guys, because when you talk about Josh Allen, he finished his QB6 last year. So it's like you're expecting a regression from him, especially when he's such an effective runner. And they took the only other goal line threat on that team in Frank Gore. And he's out of the picture now. They're bringing in Zach Moss, who a lot of people are saying could get goal line touches. But when they're near the end zone, they like to run a lot of design plays to get Josh Allen the ball in open space. And now they're just going to do that more. He's going to be even more of a threat to score and running the ball in the red zone. And he's going to have another year under his belt, plus an added elite receiver in Stephon Diggs. So I don't see how he's going to regress from where he was last year. And then Dak, you're just a Dak hater. That's ridiculous to me. While he's not the most talented quarterback in the league, he is an elite fantasy asset. They added another phenomenal weapon in C.D. Lamb into that offense. It's only better. He's going to have just as good a year this year as he did last year. Zero chance Andy Dalton starts a game unless Dak is either holding out by the time the season starts or he's injured. Well, um, to kind of go off what you just said, for Josh Allen, I do think the Bills are going to run the ball more than they did last year just because um, Singletary has more experience he has a year under his belt now, um, so I think he's going to see a lot more touches. And they drafted Zach Moss and I believe, the second round. So they're planning on – they didn't just draft a running back in the second round and just throw on the bench. He's also going to get touches. So they have two running backs 
a two-headed monster that they're going to see a good number of touches. And then with Dak Prescott, I just think if you look at his stats, he just had an outlier season last year. He's not a top three quarterback, in my opinion. And Ezekiel is always going to get a ton of touches. Man, it's not. Yeah. All right. I, I don't think it's an outlier season. I think that's a normal progression you see from a quarterback that's demanding top dollar like Dak Prescott is. And then with Josh Allen, I get what you're saying about the Bills adding their running backs. I wasn't saying that he was going to like take rushes away from them in the open field, but on the in the red zone, they like to get him in open space and like to run the ball with him more. Yeah, I mean, to talk about Dak, I mean, I don't think – I wouldn't call going from – 3,600 to 3,300 to 3,800 to f- almost 5,000 yards and eight more touchdowns than he had in the previous three seasons. Um, progressive. I, 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 that does not add up to me, I think, last season. Outlier season. And they only went eight and eight. So even though he put up those huge numbers, it didn't lead to the team getting victories. So clearly that's not the way the system is going to succeed. Well, just because the way that's not the way the system is going to succeed doesn't mean he's not going to statistically produce. They're bringing in a coach um, that is going to be that is known as a quarterback whisperer. He's going to get Dak even more involved in this offense, I think. And I, I just don't see him dropping farther than he did. He very well could not finish as high as it did last year. Um, which oh, he will not. I have him later, but I, I think dropping from QB two to QB eight, which is where I think you had him, is a little bit of a stretch. I mean. For me, it's not just because his stats have gotten better or they, they've been kind of wishy-washy, but from his rookie season to this season, they've gotten drastically better. But their record has progressively gotten worse over those four seasons. So but how, but how does that have to do with fantasy? Dak's producing better numbers, yet that's not producing wins, so they're not going to keep starting Dak Prescott if it's not turning into wins. They're not gonna they're not gonna give Dak Prescott the contract he wants and then not start him. And he will have a new contract by the time the season is starting. Hey, we don't know. Hey, that's fair. All right. We've spent way too much time talking about Dak as I knew we would. So we have to get on to your next three guys. Who are they, Trent? So at seven I have Matt Ryan. At six I have Kyler Murray and at five I have Deshaun Watson. Okay, we have two similar guys in there. At seven I have Russell Wilson. At six, I have Deshaun Watson. And five, I have Kyler Murray. And Trent, I actually decided to exclude Matt Ryan from my list this year just because I think what we saw last season out of him was what we're going to be seeing for the rest of his career. Obviously, he's aging. When he was in his prime, he was an elite fantasy quarterback. He was obviously the MVP of the league a couple of years ago. But he lost a couple of big weapons in Austin Hooper and Mohamed Sanu, who wasn't really a fantasy weapon but definitely was an asset for them in real life. Why do you think Matt Ryan is gonna bounce back this year? I mean, for me, I don't, I don't really see it as a bounce back year. Other than interceptions, his numbers have stayed pretty similar throughout the past eight seasons. I mean, he put up forty five hundred yards and twenty six touchdowns last year. The year before, he just had it. He had forty nine hundred yards and thirty five touchdowns, and the year prior to that, he had four thousand yards and twenty touchdowns. So I think kind of bounces back and forth. Depending on is Julio healthy. Um, now he has Calvin Ridley coming into um, with more experience under his belt. I only see Matt Ryan going up, and they have Todd Gurley to help as well and take some stress off Matt Ryan's shoulders. So I, I, I still see Matt Ryan getting at least 4,000 yards. He's gotten 4,000 yards for 
like nine straight seasons. So I, I see how that happening again and roughly 30 touchdowns. So I'd say that's about QB seven numbers. That's fair. You know, the reason why I excluded him from this list mainly is because we're seeing more of a transition in elite fantasy quarterbacks in the league right now uh, from the true passers like we saw with Brady, Breeze, Manning when he was playing, Matt Ryan in his prime, to more mobile guys like the Josh Allens, the Lamar Jacksons, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watsons of the world. So I just think that that revolution, that trend is going to continue this year. And that's why I slid him off my list, but he definitely could be a top 10 guy. Yeah, an important factor for me as well is uh, every game in the past since 2010, he's only missed one game. Yeah, he's very consistent. Even though he's aging, he's still healthy, and he really hasn't had any injury concerns. So I think that really bodes well for him and continue putting up strong numbers. That's fair. All right, so we'll move on to the next two guys. So we're in the top four now. Uh, I'll list of my next two guys i have josh allen at four and lamar jackson at three trent what about you i have drew Brees at four and russell wilson at three okay i respect it see i um i think we kind of did the similar things with josh allen and uh russell and not russell wilson drew Brees. we just kind of swipped uh like swapped them from where they are on our list and for me, Josh Allen, for the reasons I mentioned earlier, I think he's going to take the next step forward. Obviously, he still has to be able to complete his passes on a more efficient level, but he added an elite receiver in Stephon Diggs. The Bills are only getting better. They're a really nice, hungry, young team, and I think Allen's going to be really good. Yeah, for me, putting Josh Allen that high is a huge stretch, and I even considered not having on my list. I mean, he does add some value being able to run the ball, but as a quarterback, last season uh, in 16 games, he only had 3,000 yards and 20 touchdowns. And, you know, even if he sees an, incre- an increase in what he produced last season, especially with the low completion percentage he has historically had, let's say he still puts up maybe 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns. I still believe that's probably worse numbers than Matt Ryan and quite a few quarterbacks in the league. That's fair. I think the passing the ball, but as we mentioned, he runs the ball at an insanely high rate, and that's only going to continue to increase now that Frank Gore is out of the picture in Buffalo, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, I respect you having Drew Brees so high, and I'm assuming it's just because uh, New Orleans has set up that insane offensive arsenal uh, for him to throw to. Yeah, I mean, he, he still has the best wide receiver, in my opinion, in the NFL, Michael Thomas. They added Emmanuel Sanders, who I think is a really solid wide receiver even though he's getting up there in age he's been very consistent throughout his career and he's been a real attribute for a lot of quarterbacks he's been paired with and he's going to dump the ball a lot to Alvin Kamara and let Kamara do the work he may only throw the ball three yards or or just a dump down of a yard to Kamara but he'll get 20 yards after the catch and that all goes towards Drew Brees' stats and fantasy so I see Brees putting up big numbers I I think he's going to have an an MVP caliber season and push the Saints team to championship contention possibly. So that's why I have Drew Brees so high on my list. That's fair. You know, I can't argue with that logic. Uh, so let's move on to your top two, Trent. Yeah, I mean, I got Lamar at two and Mahomes at one. Um, who do you have, Jeff? I have Dak at two and Mahomes at one. And, you know, the reason why I had Lamar at three this year as uh, is just basically – teams are going to be able to game plan for the Ravens a little bit more. You've seen teams in the AFC especially 
the way they've been drafting guys. They've been creating uh, defensive sets where guys can play multiple positions. It's almost like positionless football. I've heard the term a lot. And that is strictly because you have guys like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson who are extremely mobile and Deshaun Watson in the AFC. Uh, those are the type of guys you have to worry about right now where they're honestly more dangerous running the ball than throwing it. And while Lamar, in my opinion, is still going to have an amazing year, teams are just going to be a little bit more ready for him this year. Yeah, what's interesting for me with Lamar is I think he's underrated as a passer. Everyone knows how talented of an athlete and how well he can run with the ball. But last season, he had a 66% completion percentage and only six interceptions. So he really doesn't turn over the ball much. And a lot of his passes go for completion. So he doesn't even have to throw the ball that much to get you um, a lot of completed passes and yards in fantasy. Yeah, that's fair. And, you know, we uh, we obviously have the same number one in Patrick Mahomes. I don't think there's much you can do to argue against that. Uh, I think he has a legitimate shot at breaking Peyton Manning's record of 55 touchdowns in a season with the current offensive arsenal that's been built around him in Kansas City. Would you disagree with that? No, I, I totally agree. And, and, you know, I, I could push it even farther in saying that he could put up stats that either this year or in the next couple of years that could potentially give him the greatest single season um, stat line. I mean, he has what I think is probably the strongest offensive arsenal out of any team in the NFL for him to throw to at least. Not not including running back, but I mean he's very comfortable. He has a strong connection with all of his wide receivers, and I mean he's able to throw to eight or nine guys in one game for completions. So I, I could definitely see Mahomes putting up a monster season once again. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's move on to our second list of the night, which is the top ten NFL quarterbacks heading into the twenty twenty season, strictly based on talent. Trent, who are your first three guys? I mean, I know you're going to love this. Uh, I have Dak Prescott at 10. I have Kyler Murray at 9 and Matt Ryan at 8. Okay. Uh, I actually have Matthew Stafford at 10, Matt Ryan at 9, and Dak Prescott on 8. So I'm going to give you credit where credit's due there. I don't believe that Dak Prescott is near a top five quarterback in the NFL based on talent. When I talk about his production and how high I am on him, it is strictly fantasy. He is one of the most overrated players in the NFL based on a talent perspective. I'm glad you, you see that in Dak Prescott and I I think you will that will correlate with his um, fantasy stat line. No, I, I disagree with you there though. Um, and you know, I include, I had to show Matt Stafford a little bit of love here because he was injured last year. He's been injured the last couple of years actually uh, with some tricky back issues. But when he's been healthy He's really been overshadowed by the fact that the Lions are just consistently terrible. But we've heard a lot of chatter over the years from guys who have played with him, analysts who have been around the Lions organization that really tout this guy's talent and how good of a football player he is. It's just the fact that Detroit has failed to put the weapons around him. I couldn't agree more with Stafford. He's actually on my list. He hasn't popped up yet. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So let's move on to your next three guys then. Yeah, so I, I do have Matt Stafford at seven. I have okay. Drew Brees at six and Aaron Rodgers at five. And for me, Matt Stafford, like you said, is, is criminally underrated. Um, that, that That is kind of based on, you know, he's had a banged up last two seasons, especially last year. You know, he only played in eight games. 
But if you look to the stats from, you know, 2011 to 2017, he's had 4,200 yards in each of those seasons. He's had stat lines of over 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns in a single season. And now he, he hasn't had a full season or a healthy season with a, um, a veteran, I guess I would call Kenny Galladay. He, he had Kenny Galladay as a rookie and then, you know, Stafford got banged up and didn't really get to connect with him. And now that he has Kenny Galladay and, and if he's healthy and, and Stafford's healthy, I think they're going to be a dynamic duo in the NFL this year. Oh yeah, for sure. And even Marvin Jones, honestly, on that Lions team, he definitely doesn't get enough love, especially from a fantasy perspective. He is, uh, he has a pretty special connection with Stafford too. If you actually watch Lions games, which I know a lot of people don't because they've just been so bad. But moving on to my next three, uh, I have Tom Brady at seven, Lamar Jackson at six, and Deshaun Watson at five. And I know Trent, you might be upset, upset about why Tom Brady is so low, but for me, you know, he is forty-two, forty-two years old, and we saw some serious regression from him last year. Was that just because? He had a serious lack of weapons around him in New England. It's certainly possible, but he he clearly wasn't as mobile. He's never been mobile, but he clearly took a step back in terms of his mobility. In my opinion, his arm strength didn't look great last year. His vision wasn't quite there as we've gotten used to. He had the third lowest completion percentage of his career, uh, which dates back 20 years. Um, yeah, he, he's just getting up there in age and, I couldn't justify putting him as a top five guy talent wise. Now, if we're talking clutchness, that's obviously a different story, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is going to surprise you, but I actually don't have Tom Brady on my list. Wow. You know what? Hey, we, I think we should give ourselves props as Patriots fans for keeping it real out here. Yeah. For me, Tom Brady is like you said, he is the oldest quarterback right now in the NFL, like who actually, you know, is active and, and plays. And if you look at how I've ranked, you know, my wide receivers and running backs in the last couple episodes, I put a lot of emphasis and value on um, players still being young. I, I, I value experience, but I also, I can't put guys that I like, but I know they're at their tail end of their career. Brady has a year or two left. And that's it. And he's probably already played too long and he's already started to fade out in the last couple of years, I would argue, because if I was to re-rank the wide receivers, I'd put Larry Fitzgerald um, for active current talent rankings in my top five. And I'd put Brady in my top five as well. But because these guys are at the age they are in their 40s and they no longer um, you know, are as dominant as they were a long time ago, I can't fathom putting them over a bunch of these guys um, that are younger and have a lot more potential. Fair enough. You know, I think you hit it uh, spot on right there. So Trent, who are your next two guys who are number four and three for you? Yeah. So for, at four, I put Lamar Jackson and at three, I put Deshaun Watson. Uh, I kept flip-flopping them. Uh, I, I think Lamar is tough because everyone, you know, just assumes that he is just a running back playing quarterback but as I talked when I talked about Lamar before he has a very high completion percentage um, he doesn't throw many picks he doesn't turn the, the ball over a lot uh, it just his, his running abilities overshadow uh, his his capabilities at quarterback 
Yeah, that's fair. So at four and three, for me, I have Aaron Rodgers and then Drew Brees at three. I had Lamar and Deshaun at six and five, but I bumped them down a little bit just because I still wanted to show love to the vets out there and Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, both of whom I think are still elite quarterbacks. In my opinion, Drew Brees is arguably the most talented quarterback in the history of the National Football League. Uh, Legacy-wise, he's obviously not there, hasn't won the Super Bowls, hasn't, doesn't have the MVPs, uh, the accolades to compete with guys like Brady, Peyton Manning, and the other guys that we'll get to later when we talk about our top 10 quarterbacks of all time. But talent-wise, man, he is so fun to watch, and he runs this Saint offense at such a high-octane pace that I still had to show him love and put him in my top three. Yeah, I, I love what you did there. I mean, I – could totally have flip flop, but I did too, too because you know our six five four three are the same exact players. I just put the younger guys ahead of them just because I think they can do more on their feet and they still are very capable quarterbacks. They just haven't had enough time and experience um, to be at an equal level with guys like Breeze and Rogers. Yeah, exactly. All right, so moving on to my top two. I have Russell Wilson at number two and Pat Mahomes at number one. Trent, what about you? We get the same guys, Jeff. Russell Wilson at two and Mahomes at one. Yeah, I mean, man, Russell Wilson, talk about a guy that doesn't get enough respect. What he does day in and day out for the Seahawks team, single-handedly carrying them to the playoffs in multiple occurrences, this dude is a freak. Yeah, I mean, I I can't agree more. He doesn't have that strong – of a wide receiving core, and he never really has had elite wide receivers with him uh, in Seattle, and he still puts up, you know, thirty touchdowns every single season and four thousand yards every single season, and somehow the Seahawks are always in the playoffs. I think Russell Wilson has actually never missed the playoffs in his career so far. I think he's always won nine or ten games every year, and. It's just because, like, it is because of him. Like, he puts the weight on his shoulders and he carries this team into the playoffs every single season. Yeah. And talk about a guy who isn't as physically gifted as the other players on this list. I don't think there's another guy on this list that's below six foot, uh, if I'm correct. And Russell Wilson, he's listed at 5'11, but man, he could be 5'10 or even 5'9. He's really short and he doesn't have the perfect arm strength that these other guys have, like Pat Mahomes, who's number one, who is by far and away the most elite quarterback in the NFL right now. But he just has this will to win, and he literally carries the Seahawks every single week. Yeah, and in my opinion, Russell Wilson, year in and year out, is an, is an MVP candidate and should be talked about just because of how consistent he is and how much he does for this team. He is the most valuable player on this team and somehow the same team with, you know, the Seahawks not going out and improving their offense is, you know, focus more on their defense with their draft picks and, you know, who they acquire in the off season. They don't work around Russell Wilson. They just assume he can do it himself. Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously number one, we both have Pat Mahomes. Trent, do you want to talk a little bit about Mahomes? I think we've pretty much said all we need to say. Uh, If you don't know, that this guy is the best quarterback in the league right now. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I mean, in his, in the, really his first season starting at quarterback, he put up one of the greatest stat lines in a single season with 
five oh fifty one hundred yards and fifty touchdowns in in what I would call his rookie season or his first year actually starting games. Um, pretty flipping incredible if you ask me. And he, like you said, like this guy is already being talked about to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and he's only played really two seasons. So that puts his talent in perspective. I don't know what will. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't we move on to the third and final list of the night, which is the top 10 quarterbacks of all time. And I'll start this one out. With my first three guys, I actually have two guys that are still playing uh, with my first two spots. I have Aaron Rodgers at 10, Drew Brees at 9, and John Elway at 8. What about you, Trent? Yeah, we're a little bit different. A little bit different. I have okay. I have John Elway at 10. Bart okay. Starr at nine and Autogram at eight. Okay, interesting. I um I was actually much higher in Autogram than you were. You'll see him uh, higher on my list. But I didn't even consider putting Bart Starr on my list. He's definitely a guy that's up there. But uh, why why did you include him? I I mean, if you and, and you know, for a lot of the viewers, they weren't alive when Bart Starr yeah, was the quarterback. Um, but he is the only quarterback in NFL history to lead a team to three consecutive what in, in that time in the 60s was league championships. Uh, he led his team to victories in the first two Super Bowls ever, Super Bowl one and Super Bowl two, and he was named MVP of both of those Super Bowls. So if that doesn't put, you know, his value out there, I don't know it will. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I just opted to, to go with the different Packers quarterback uh, at this spot. And I, I went with Rodgers. And Obviously, he doesn't have the accolades that Star has because, as you mentioned, Bar Star, I think he's won five championships, uh, and then two of them were considered Super Bowls. And then Aaron Rodgers, uh, it might be some sort of recency bias because he only does have one Super Bowl win, but he was the MVP of that Super Bowl. He has two MVP awards for the regular season, and obviously, he's one of the most talented players to ever throw the football so for me that just gave me the edge and it might honestly be recency bias i could take a look at this uh take a step back and see that bart star maybe deserved to get that edge over him yeah I mean, but that that's what i do like i i don't have far or rogers on my list and it's funny because most lists you look at or you read about they say bart star is the third best quarterback in packers history and and not on many top ten lists, but That's for me, he he was the original gold standard of quarterbacks. That's interesting uh, that you mentioned you don't have Brett Favre in your top ten because we'll move on to it. I have Dan Marino at seven. I do have Brett Favre at six, and I have Otto Graham at five, who I mentioned earlier that he jumped from five uh, from wherever you had him to five for me, and I. I think Brett Favre is a top 10 quarterback of all time. Yes, Bart Starr maybe has a few more accolades. But, I mean, you look at Brett Favre. He only has one Super Bowl. But besides that, he's won three MVPs. He was a uh, three-time first-team All-Pro, 11-time Pro Bowler. Uh, Like you said, the really only thing about him is that he did only win one Super Bowl. But... This dude is one of the grittiest players, one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time, and I felt like he had enough accolades to sort of get the edge over Star and Rodgers, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, Favre was the tough one for me. I, I, I don't consider Rodgers on my top 10 yet. He definitely still has a chance to make it, 
Um, but for me, he, he, he's not at that point. Um, Favre, like I said, I was, I was Lee between him and LA. I was going back and forth for my 10 spot and up going with LA, uh, to, but to move on from that at seven, I have Roger Staubach at six. I have Dan Marino and at five, I have Johnny Unitas. Okay. Uh, um, it's, it's interesting because Bart Starr made my list because, well, partially because of how many Super Bowls and championships he's won in all of his accolades, whereas Dan Marino is the complete opposite in which he has never won a Super Bowl. Uh, he won an MVP once and is a nine-time Pro Bowler. But if if you look at his stats and for the time period he played in, it it feels like he was like the older generation. Mahomes didn't play like him, but he put up seasons with five five thousand uh, passing yards or just over five thousand. 48 touchdowns and almost 109 passer or QB passer rating. And that was in his sophomore season. Oh, absolutely. Dan Marino was a hundred percent before his time in the NFL. I've uh, had multiple conversations with people and I've heard experts say that if Dan Marino, you stuck him in the league today in his prime, he'd easily throw for 6,000 yards in a season and put the weapons around him just because the game is such more high octane, the pace and the utilization of receivers is much more important now than it was back when he played, or as much more of a grit and grind, you have to pound the ball on the ground type of style. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to me that Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl because he had some, like, even other than stats-wise, he had a lot of strong seasons. In that sophomore season when he had 5,000 yards and 48 touchdowns, the Dolphins went 14-2, and two, which is usually – uh, you know, an advocate for being the most dominant team in the NFL, yet they, they couldn't make it happen in the postseason. And they, he had multiple seasons of 11 and 12 wins. Yet, I, I guess what they put around uh, Marino and the Dolphins just they, they, it wasn't good enough to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so, moving on to my next two guys. At number four, I have Johnny Unitas. And at three, I have Peyton Manning. And I have a feeling we're going to have the top three guys. Uh, but just to show a little bit of love to Johnny Unitas, he has three MVPs. He's a 10-time Pro Bowler, a five-time first-team All-Pro. He won three NFL championships. One of those was considered a Super Bowl. And, you know, when he, when he arrived in Baltimore, he quickly became one of the best, if not the best, quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, he was a ninth-round pick. And he went on to win three NFL championships. So, you know, we talked about Brady being a, uh, a late pick. This guy was a ninth-round pick. And he won three league MVPs. And when he retired after 1973, he held the record for most passing yards and touchdowns in NFL history. And at that time, he was viewed as the greatest quarterback to ever play. So, obviously, as the years go by, his records have been broken. His legacy has somewhat faded. But I think he deserves a little bit more respect. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't disagree with you there, but my four, my four is very different, and I, I don't even think um, anyone out there would, would put him this high. Um, but at four, I have Drew Brees, and at three... I love it. I love at it. At three, I have Peyton Manning, and, and for me, I mean, it can be a little bit of, like you said, recency bias, but he has the most yards in NFL history, he has the most 5,000-yard seasons with five. He has 12 straight seasons with 4,000 yards. He is a Super Bowl champ. 
for me, he has the stats and he has the accolades, and he has a very good chance of adding a Super Bowl um, to his resume this season. And I mean, I can't, I can't add that into the ranking. But I think if he does win another Super Bowl or an MVP or something of that sort, or he just continues to put up a couple more four thousand yard seasons, it will solidify him in the four slot uh, uh, for me. Yeah, I mean that's fair. The reason he was so low for me just because just was because he doesn't have the accolades that these other guys who are above him have. He did win that Super Bowl, but you know the fact is he's never been a league MVP, which still kind of astounds me considering he has so many more 5,000-yard seasons than any other player in NFL history. As I mentioned, he's, in my opinion, the most talented player to ever play the position. And if he, if he wins another Super Bowl or wins even another MVP, he's definitely going to be bumped way up in my rankings. So let's move on to our top two. And I think we have the same guys, so I'll just say it. At two, I have Joe Montana. And at one, I have the one and only GOAT, Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, at two, I have Andy Dalton. No, I'm just kidding. At two, I do have Joe Montana, and one, I do have the GOAT, Tom Brady. You know, I came really close to putting Dak in my top two. <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are still some people out there who uh, who believe that Montana has a, uh, it has a better case to be the GOAT than Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it's tough to do that just because – what Montana really, I feel like, had going for him was his four Super Bowls, which, you know, until this 2000s, 2010 era was the most for, for any quarterback. Um, he does have, however, um, three most valuable players in the Super Bowl, which I don't think Brady has. But Brady, Brady has four, actually. Oh, does he have four? Yeah. Oh, he has four. Wow. All right. So, yeah. I mean, Brady kind of took over. Um, for accolades wise, completely took over what Montana has. And if you look, if you look at the stats, it's hard to argue that Brady doesn't have better stats than Montana. So it's, I mean, I guess if you put Montana in this time period and the weapons that maybe Brady's had in the past, that Montana could produce slightly better numbers. But just based off what we know about both of them, I, I don't see how you could rank Montana over Brady. Yeah, I mean. You, we argue that you put him in this era with the type of receivers that maybe he can compete with Brady. But Joe Montana had the greatest wide receiver at all, of all time at his disposal, and Jerry Rice. And Tom Brady has had a top five receiver of all time, Randy Moss, for one season. The, in the, the other couple seasons, his receivers really haven't been that elite. If we're being completely honest, and I'm sorry, but this is this is not a controversial decision. Tom Brady is unquestionably the greatest quarterback and player of all time. He has three MVPs, the most regular season and Super Bowl wins by a quarterback. He's top two all time in passing completions, touchdowns, and yards. He might not be the most talented quarterback in league history, but he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Six rings, more than any player, 14-time Pro Bowler, three MVPs, four Super Bowl MVPs. The list goes on. Tom Brady is the GOAT. You said it best. I, I got nothing else to add. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, th- this was definitely a uh, this was definitely a fun rankings episode to do, especially because we disagree on a couple of key points, specifically Dak, as we tend to do. 
But yeah, I think that's a wrap on episode 11 of The Rollout. We will be back Monday. Stay safe out there, everyone. Thank you.